This podcast is a production of the Ephesus School Network. Then the voice that I had heard from heaven spoke to me again, saying, Go, take the scroll that is open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the little scroll. And he said to me, Take and eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but in your mouth it will be sweet as honey. And I took the little scroll from the hand of the angel and ate it. It was sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. And I was told, You must again prophesy about many peoples and nations and languages and kings. Revelation 10, 8 through 11. You're listening to the Tell Me the Story podcast with your hosts, Blaze Webster and Rowdy Wind. Join us as we engage in a complete read-through of the Holy Scriptures, parsing out the original languages with one question in mind. What is the story? Christ is risen. I want to welcome you all to our program once again. This week, we're taking some time to prepare more effectively for the next episode. Uh, Rowdy and I got kind of busy this past week, and we never want to just slap something together just to meet a quota, so we ask for your understanding and forgiveness when we have these interlude episodes. Sometimes our busy schedules just make it impossible to adequately prepare in the way that we want, so it's important for us to take time when it's needed. So we will continue our read-through of Genesis next week. That being said, though, I never want to leave a full week blank because I think there are always things to share outside of our specific Bible study itinerary. And sometimes these asides can help reinforce what we're talking about. Because after all, the goal when approaching the scriptural text is not just to sit back and listen and then marvel at what we've just heard as if we're getting high off the accumulation of knowledge. This isn't what this is about, and Rowdy and I are not trying to become more intelligent or knowledgeable, and that's just not what we're trying to impute on our listeners either. We're trying to be faithful servants of Jesus Christ and his Father, the scriptural God. And the scriptural God is found only in the words of the scriptural text. And they aren't just words, they're commands. And thus a command needs to be followed out if one is going to truly serve the words of the text in question. This seems like common sense, but so many of us get so enthralled by theology and the lore of the narrative itself rather than what the narrative is calling us to do. My approach to scripture is simply this. Tell me the story so the story can change my behavior and transform how I live, not for the betterment of myself, but for those around me, my neighbors. Because how we treat our neighbor is ultimately how we treat God. We worship God in the most scriptural way by the love that we show those around us. Because as St. John says, God is love. O Theos Ayapi Estin. And I don't mean that in a cheesy hallmark sense. I mean that as a response to what Jesus says in Matthew 25, 40. Tell me the story for a purpose of instructing me, the slave, not to merely be amused by a well-told piece of literature. I'll do that with Harry Potter, as they are the words of J.K. Rowling. But scripture, which is the word of God, 
is not here to entertain me. It's here to instruct me. So let us keep that in mind. So I wanted to dedicate this episode to a list of 55 maxims that I recently found out about while I was wandering around my church in the late hours of the night. That probably sounds kind of weird, so let me add some context. At the end of Holy Week in the Orthodox Church, the Good Friday service segues into Holy Saturday by a nearly 12-hour-long read-through of all the Psalms in all four Gospels. So I stayed behind after the Friday night lamentations, and I wanted to listen to as much of the readings as I could. I made it to around 3 o'clock in the morning and then figured it was a good time to get some sleep before Pascha. But during that time, I simply roamed around with the scriptural text being read in the background. Thanks be to God that we live in an era of intercoms and internet live streams, so I was able to move around and drive around while still listening. I'm not one of those people that would have just been able to sit there for hours. I need to move around or I get fidgety and my focus would have definitely dwindled. But while I was exploring the church building, I noticed a list of maxims framed on one of the walls in our church library. I read them and I was really impressed. I'm sure many listeners, especially those of you who are Ephesus School regulars, are probably already familiar with this list, as its author, Father Thomas Hopko, was a highly respected proto-presbyter in the American Orthodox community. And he was also dean of St. Vlad's, which is the seminary, it seems, where most of the priests on this network attended, and it's where Father Paul Tarazi taught, so it, it really with this episode I'm preaching to the choir more than usual. But on the off chance that someone listening is not familiar, I hope it encourages action in you, as it did I. And I came across them and read them at a good time. It was a good reminder because not only was Pascha approaching, but it was also nearing the anniversary of my chrismation into the church. And it made me examine myself. Why am I Orthodox? Why did I choose Orthodoxy? Did I choose Orthodoxy for the right reasons? You know, what's the focus here? So that's the challenge for our listeners this week. Scripture is always an invitation to self-examination. How am I, as a slave, responding to the decrees of the Master? So with that in mind, let's hear the maxims of Father Thomas Hopko. I'll just read through them and let them speak because they really do speak for themselves. But remember, while listening to them, that we don't seek to live the Christian life for the betterment of ourselves or to attain favor with God. There's nothing we can do that is going to impress God. We seek to live the Christian life, which is ultimately a humble and disciplined life for the service of others. Because it is only when we are humble and disciplined that we can adequately put our egos aside in order to be truly servant leaders or priests of creation. So, maxim number one. Be always with Christ and trust God with everything. Number two. Pray as you can, not as you think you must. Number three. Have a capable rule of prayer done by discipline. Number four. Say the Lord's Prayer 
several times a day. Number five, repeat a short prayer when your mind is not occupied. Number six, make some prostrations when you pray. Number seven, eat good foods in moderation and fast on fasting days. Number eight, practice silence, inner and outer. Number nine, sit in silence 20 to 30 minutes each day. Number 10, do acts of mercy in secret. Number 11, go to liturgical services regularly. Number 12, go to confession and Holy Communion regularly. 13, do not engage intrusive thoughts and feelings. 14, reveal all your thoughts and feelings to a trusted person regularly. 15, read the scriptures regularly. 16, read good books a little at a time. 17, cultivate communion with the saints. 18, be an ordinary person, one of the human race. 19, be polite with everyone, first of all, family members. 20, maintain cleanliness and order in your home. 21, have a healthy, wholesome hobby. 22, exercise regularly. 23, live a day, even a part of a day, at a time. 24, be totally honest, first of all with yourself. 25, be faithful in little things. 26, do your work, then forget it. 27, do the most difficult and painful things first. 28, face reality. 29, be grateful. 30, be cheerful. 31, be simple, hidden, quiet, and small. 32, never bring attention to yourself. 33, listen when people talk to you. 34, be awake and attentive, fully present where you are. 35, think and talk about things no more than necessary. 36, speak simply, clearly, firmly, and directly. 37, flee imagination, fantasy, analysis, and figuring things out. 38, flee carnal, sexual things at their first appearance. 39, don't complain, grumble, murmur, or whine. 40, don't seek or expect pity or praise. 41, don't compare yourself with anyone. 42, don't judge anyone for anything. 43, don't try to convince anyone of anything. 44, don't defend or justify yourself. 45, be defined and bound by God, not people. 46, accept criticism gracefully and test it carefully. 
47. Give advice only when asked or when it is your duty. 48. Do nothing for people that they can do and should do for themselves. 49. Have a daily schedule of activities, avoiding whim and caprice. 50. Be merciful with yourself and others. 51. Have no expectations except to be fiercely tempted to your last breath. 52. Focus exclusively on God and light and never on darkness, temptation, and sin. 53. Endure the trial of yourself and your faults serenely under God's mercy. 54. When you fall, get up immediately and start over. 55. Get help when you need it without fear or shame. God bless you all. We will meet again next week to continue our read-through of the book of Genesis. So in the meantime, stay healthy, stay productive, and above all, stay scriptural. And he shall be like the tree which is planted by the stream.